Things are starting to get serious. This is the round 13 edition of the Supercoach 365 podcast coming at you ahead of Origin 1 and obviously the uh, first of many tricky weeks that we're about to begin to navigate in the weeks to come. Ryan Selvich here with you tonight. No Tommy Hudson. Uh, He's out busy playing park soccer for the all-conquering Panania Diggers. So... Good luck to Tommy. We'll check in with him and his team heading into round 13 a little bit later in the week. But uh, speaking of round 13, plenty of focus on this uh, this week and this episode tonight dedicated to the loyal listeners. So we're going to try and open uh, the floor to you. And we've taken on a whole heap of questions, which we will get through tonight as we uh, progress through the podcast. Now, uh, obviously no episode last week, and Tommy was playing last week as well, so uh, we will be resuming normal transmission in the weeks to come. Soccer will be on the uh, back burner for Tommy and such, so uh, stick with us. Tuesday night podcast is when we will record, and you can get us right across uh, your socials as well in the lead up to kickoff. Uh, this week and uh, in the run throughout Origin and obviously into the finals as well. Supercoach365 at Supercoach365 is where you'll get us across the socials and obviously we do the podcast for topsport.com.au. We wouldn't be here without the support of Topsport. If you are having a bet, do so responsibly. All right, now let's get into the thick of the action. There are three buys this week, so five games and obviously that has implications on the team's Uh, We'll start with the first of the games this week, the Dolphins and the Dragons. Now, uh, obviously the rules this year meaning that we only have to field 13 players. So players like Hamaso, Tabuai, Fidel, obviously Tom Gilbert as well into the Origin camp. We would have been hoping to have had them uh, ready and available to play for uh, Supercoach this week, but that won't be the case. Uh, Interestingly though, Jersey 17, Valence Tafare. So those who went early, like myself, a couple of weeks ago on Valence Tafare will be very happy that he is named. Just looking at this Dolphins team list, though, Nick Arima, Cody, that is, uh, named to play fullback. So despite Hammer not being there, Jermaine Asako remains on his right wing. Uh, Valence Tafare, like we say, off the bench. So Tessie New, uh, Ewan Aiken, Brinko Lee, uh, Anthony Milford gets a recall into the halves alongside Isaiah Katoa. Uh, Ray Stone taking over from uh, Tommy Gilbert in the back row. So the Dolphins otherwise looking to bounce back against the Dragons, uh, who of course had their measure earlier in uh, the season as well. I think that was about round four and round five. uh, The Dolphins went down at Wollongong. Second game this week, the Eels and the Cowboys. Look, major team list news here, probably more so around the away team. Um, This back line unheralded, so... I think they've named a couple of debutants. Uh, Robert Darby uh, on the wing. Kyle, as rather, Zach Labutt in the centres. Uh, I think he is the brother of Kyle, but we will check that. Ben Hampton named to take over from Tom Dearden in jersey number six. So, whew, look, this week it is very tricky, and if you were holding any Cowboys, um, not that I don't think many were, but you would be... Uh, hoping that they uh, perform a much better this week than they did the last. Obviously, that big loss to the Cowboys last week. Scotty Drinkwater, though, one of the more relevant players for the Cowboys, uh, performed nicely last week. 95 in a very badly beaten team. For uh, the Eels, a lot of news this afternoon around the signing of Joe Offerhand-Gowie. That is complete. Uh, He may become an option in the weeks to come. His break-even's around the 40s or 50s. 
Uh, he's lost a whole heap of cash. So you get him there, front row forward, second row forward, uh, dual position eligible player, about 400k. So maybe someone that once we see his minutes this week and we can get a bit, bit of a assurance uh, about what his role is there at Parramatta, uh, we may start to look in that direction. Otherwise, this back line looks much the same as the one that took care of the Rabbitohs last week. In the back row, some movement here. Matt Dury, if you're still holding him, uh, I'd say he would have been a casualty of many upgrades in probably the past month. But Matt Dury, he comes back into this team. A whole heap of injuries in the back row for the Parramatta Reels means Bryce Cartwright also gets a start. We're in Greg. Uh, he just continues to surprise, and I guess his role short up even more so by these injuries around the Parramatta forwards. Uh, that is on Friday night, that game. Combank Stadium, the venue there, obviously uh, forgot to say. But Thursday night footy, we get underway with uh, the Dolphins and Dragons. Just the one game on each of Thursday and Friday. That leads us into two games on Saturday. The Warriors at home. Uh, McLean Park. Now, I have to confirm where this actually is. Uh, it says it's in Brisbane. Double check that. McLean Park, uh, Warriors versus the Broncos. Broncos, they've lost a whole heap of players here to State of Origin, not least Reese Walsh, Paddy Carrigan as well. Uh, the Warriors are looking much more settled, and they, they should be taking it up to the Broncos here. Luke Metcalf named to debut in jersey number six for the Warriors, so... Uh, that is some good science to see him back and the talent, a, a real prospect he is. So he may even get a chance to lock down that sixth jersey uh, with a couple of good performances this weekend. Uh, Warriors fresh off the bye, so look towards the likes of Fanua Blake, uh, Tohu Harris up front as well. They've been in stellar form, so they'll look to continue that here against the depleted Broncos pack, which of course is also without uh, Tom Flegler to go with. Uh, Paddy Carrigan and Payne Haas, who uh, is on New South Wales Origin duty as well. Uh, to make his Broncos debut, that is Tristan Saylor, a former uh, Dragons New South Wales Cup player. May have even played a game in the NRL for the Dragons, or, or a couple of games at least. Um, gets a go here at fullback, which means Herbie Farmworth stays in the centres. So for those who brought in Herbie Farmworth in recent weeks, Looking at this origin period, thinking maybe he gets a game or two at fullback uh, without Reese Walsh there. Um, a little bit unlucky, perhaps, the halves, Mam and Reynolds. So uh, much more consistent, I guess, the word there for those halves pairings than the new Warriors combination. Uh, Saturday evening, the Rabbitohs and the Raiders. Now, plenty of talk around the Rabbitohs team list this week, particularly Campbell Graham. Um, he's been withdrawn, or rather relegated from the Blues, 18th man. By the Blues, the Rabbitohs were very, uh, I guess the word fervent, strong in their press release and the way it was worded. They came out and made a point to say that it was definitely the Blues' decision to let Campbell Graham go. Uh, so he returns to the club fold here, and he lines up in a back line that looks like this with Blake Taff at fullback in the absence of Latrell Mitchell. Alex Johnston, Tane Milne, the regular wingers there, Tass and Graham, the centers, Cody Walker, Lockie Ilias, the halves. So again, besides Latrell Mitchell there, no other origin casualties in the back line. And they would have been expecting some up front as well, obviously talking about Damian Cook 
Um, he is still there in jersey number nine for the Rabbits. So maybe Cookie a little bit unlucky not to be in the origin fold. Plenty of questions around Damien Cook tonight. Uh, we've consolidated our main thoughts there, so stick around for those very, very soon. Um, Joe Arrow, obviously, on origin duty here as well for the Rabbits. So South outside is topsport.com.au. Well, they were earlier today. They're now into favourites. So I think, yeah, punters starting to catch on here that that South's team list isn't as depleted, isn't as bad as what it would have been if the likes of Graham and Cook were on origin duties. For the Raiders, though, again, probably um, flashback six, four, six weeks ago, they would have been expecting Jack Whiten to not be in this team. Uh, you could say the same about Josh Papali'i up front. So a couple of names here to keep your eye on. Uh, this Raiders team list, it looks pretty solid. Uh, Corey Hadawira Naira comes into the back row uh, in the place of Hudson Young, who will make his origin debut. Uh, can't say the same about Corey Horsberger, a popular super coach option again in the last month, who uh, continues to make his uh, way here for the Raiders in round 13. And Joey Tarpanay, super coach favorite, will lock the scrum. Uh, Sunday afternoon footy. Just going to have a sip of water here. Uh, bear with me. Sunday afternoon footy, just one game to round us out. Uh, this one from McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. The Knights hosting Manly. Manly, obviously, without Tommy Turbo, uh, Daly Cherry Evans. Uh, anyone else there? Not that I can think of immediately. Uh, but Newcastle uh, bolstered by having Kalen Ponga there. Potentially bolstered. Um, shock omission, maybe not from the origin fold. Maju and Young, the wingers. Uh, I will say a shock was Dane Gagai. Uh, heart and soul of the Queensland origin campaigns for at least the last probably five or six years. Um, again, named to play for Newcastle here. So a good game, Gagai. You can expect that from him this weekend. Lockie Miller. Now, he's the casualty of all of this, I think, of, of Ponga not playing origin. He's been dumped to the bench in jersey number 14. I brought him in a couple of weeks ago. So I'm I'm just as disappointed, if not more disappointed, than a lot of other super coaches. Um, Tyson Gamble in the halves. So Ponga making the switch to fullback. I don't know if he's gone to Adam O'Brien. Maybe he said, play me a fullback because he wants to get back in the Queensland origin fold. The only way he's going to do that is by playing fullback. Plenty of questions about Caelan Ponga, Reese Walsh again tonight. So stick around for that. We'll get to those very, very soon. Manly, like we say, without Tommy Turbo, uh, without Daly Cherry Evans. Um, otherwise, the back row, I think, Ben, uh, ben Trevojevic injured as well. Jake Trevojevic injured as well. So a uh, couple of uh, injury concerns in the Trevojevic family. Um, the one that you'd probably expect, Tommy Turbo, he had the game of his life last week. 165 Supercoach points, which this season have been very hard to come by for Tommy Turbo. So uh, on that edge for Manly, Samuel Afainu, uh, he gets to start in the jersey vacated by Ben Trevojevic, who went down pretty early last week. So if you were to bring in Ben last week, um, commiserations to you. Now that's the five games. Uh, we won't spend too much time on the games tonight. Rather get to your questions and uh, analyze your moves, my moves, our moves, heading into round 13. Let's do that now. Okay, uh, first question here. Now, I've sort of broken these into different topics, some more around origin-specific players or players uh, named in the origin team or potentially who could be in the origin setup for games two and three. 
uh, pods and, and general trade advice and then some captaincy options. Uh, we'll get to those at the back end of these questions. First one, though, to kick us off, Dan Sharpie asks, is Damian Cook someone we should be looking at? He's going to be hungry after not getting picked for the New South Wales Origin team. Uh, certainly an option in the weeks to come. Yeah, look, Dan, I hadn't considered Damian Cook in any of my planning, um, be it... Even up until this week, I hadn't considered him. I've been running Harry Grant and Reese Robson. But when I went and sat down to try and answer this question, I will say, I will reveal my round 13 team at the end of this. Damien Cook is not in it. But I could be convinced after going off some of these numbers. So obviously we'll line up this week in round 13. The Rabbitohs play round 14, which I think if you aren't considering round 14 as much as you are round 13, a lot of the other podcasters are saying this as well. It could be even more troublesome next week because a lot of these names that we are getting in or, or players from teams that are playing this week, I think Parramatta, think Manly, think Newcastle, um, they won't be playing next week. So someone that you can get a good run at, be it rounds uh, 13, 14, 15, 16 beyond, Damien Cook is one of those players. He does play round 13, does play 14 and 15. Now, the Rabbitohs have the buy in 16, but much like I'm saying there, round 17, the Rabbitohs do play. So the week after Origin 2, the Rabbitohs do play. Uh, they also play the round 19 buy. So already there's probably four or five ticks for Damien Cook. He has a manageable break-even of 53. And as we record tonight, he's already been traded in more than 10,000 uh, times so the coaches are flocking to Damian Cook this week. He is the most popular trade of the week to this point. Uh, his next three weeks, if we just look at this here now, uh, he has the Raiders, uh, the Titans, and the Dragons. Now some career numbers for each of those teams. Uh, he's seven times played the Raiders for an average of sixty, six times the Titans for an average of sixty-one, and ten times the Dragons for an average of 74.3. So you could make a case that it's a no-brainer. You're probably going to get 65 points per game out of Damian Cook for the next three weeks at least. Uh, the impact of not having Latrell Mitchell there, does that bring all of Souths back? Is, is, is Latrell that sort of influential player that, uh, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats? I think he is. So I don't think we can expect huge scores out of Damian Cook, although... Uh, I'd love to be proven wrong for your sake, Dan. Round 16, they have the Tigers away. Just thinking if he isn't picked for State of Origin Game 2, which I'd be worried about because a lot of these names, um, Apicorus are not proven 80 minutes at club level, let alone in the Origin Arena. So there's plenty of pros about Damian Cook, but I would weigh up the negatives of if he is to get picked. And this is some of them here. So he didn't play after Origin 2 last year. That was after uh, Round 16. So heading into Round 17, he did not play. Um, but that obviously was his second Origin of the series. So uh, if you want to make the case, will he back up after his first Origin? Uh, will they manage the body? He did play Round 14 of 2022. So again, read into that what you want to. Round 16, Tigers away. Round 17, Manly at home. Then round 18, uh, if I'm reading this right, let me just double check this. Round 18, I think I've got it here. Panthers at home. Uh, that is entirely wrong. Let me just come back to that. Um, but overall, is Damien Cook um, a trading target 
for me this week. As I sort of said, I wasn't considering him. Now I'm starting to think about Damien Cook very, very seriously. So um, we will talk a little bit more about Damien Cook very, very soon. I will confirm those fixtures uh, towards the back end of the podcast as well. Now, uh, the next one here from Bobbo82k is Walsh Acell. Reese Walsh Acell. I sold him a couple of weeks ago thinking he was going to be in the Origin setup. I think he reached a, a peak price of around 700k, potentially 720 thereabouts. So I was happy to cash that in and go to someone else. Is he a sell? Well, he's certainly not playing round 13. Uh, the Broncos have a quick backup in round 14. It's his first Origin, um, so he, potentially more likely to rest next week. Barring an absolute horror show in Origin, I don't think he'll be there for round 16. And that worst case, even if Ponga comes out and, and has a great next couple of weeks, if Walsh plays somewhat uh, anywhere near his best, he's probably going to be in the squad. They'll probably carry him 18th man. Uh, they've got Tommy Deard in their 18th man now, but like I say, if Ponga uh, can prove his form and fitness over the next two or three weeks, maybe he comes into the fold as fullback, Walsh 18th man, or, or Ponga the versatility of playing one and six, he could take over from Deard in there at number 18. So I'm looking at this. I don't think he plays 14. I don't think Walsh plays 16. So you look at that, you break that down. Uh, their, their games over the next month, the Warriors this week, obviously he's not going to be a part of that. The Shark, <coughs> excuse me. The Sharks offer quick backup in round 14. I don't think he plays that week. The only game that I think he's guaranteed to play, barring any injury, would be round 15 against Newcastle. Then round 16, the Broncos have the bye anyway, regardless of if he's in the game two setup. So there you go. One game in the next month for Reese Walsh. I think there's enough reasons there to sell. Now, Reese Walsh sort of goes hand in hand, like I say, with, with Kalen Ponga. I think the Ponga-Walsh situation is something that we're going to be speaking about a lot in the next two to three weeks. Uh, Mino17 says, is it time to get Ponga? I'm going to bundle this with another question here from at Rugby League. He says, is it worth keeping Lockie Miller this week? Miller, as we say at the top of the podcast, uh, relegated to the bench. Uh, Rugby League continues to ask here, Ponga is useless at six and has screwed over Miller by moving back to fullback. Look, a couple of points there. Is it time to get Ponga? I think you have to look at the big picture at all of this. I think if you... Look at um, the way that Billy Slater came out and spoke about Reese Walsh yesterday, and particularly about uh, Kalen Ponga and his decision to leave him out of the team. I think it's going to be very hard, uh, particularly if Queensland win game one. It's going to be very hard to change that winning team. So, look, like I say, Ponga, he can come into this Queensland squad as uh, an 18th man. That could be potentially worst case uh, if you're thinking about buying Ponga this week. Uh, you'll miss him definitely round 16 if he is in the, the in the top 18. Uh, the round 17 game for Newcastle Knights, they play on a Saturday. I think that's against the Panthers. So that's only two days post-Origin 2. Obviously, his concussion worries are there. Uh, we even saw on the weekend, he, he got back on the field, scored a try, but very easily he, he could have been knocked out after... Um, you know, what was seemingly an innocuous sort of hit. So the concussion history, uh, the uncertainty around 
will he enter the Origin frame? I think there's a, probably some other options there, and I would be looking towards uh, others in a similar sort of price range. And that's you know all bias and all jokes aside about Kalen Ponga. I think you have to start talking facts. Facts is is he is probably uh, within that top twenty Queensland players when they're all fit. Um, so I wouldn't want to be going to someone of that kind in this period uh, right now. Alex Brigo asks, uh, mate, I'm thinking about trading To'o, Turbo, or Walsh to make a Sevo. Uh, is is make a Sevo the guy? Like. I'm just thinking about this again, looking at that bigger picture. Uh, so I wouldn't be trading Tom Travojevic. He's coming off that 165. I know he's playing Origin this week. He won't be there. But you probably want to keep that 165 in your squad, in the rolling averages. Brento uh, has been solid without being amazing this year. So of those three, I'd definitely be going Reese Walsh for reasons that we've said uh, in the hen. Uh, Bocco's question or Bobo82's question. So uh, Walsh one game in the next month guaranteed. I'd probably be going Walsh to Sevo if if that's the way that you want to go about it. Just looking at Maker Sevo's scores here this year when he hasn't scored tries. And I know he's a try-scoring player and it's easy to, to pinpoint the negatives, uh, particularly these players who do rely on scoring tries. But Maker Sevo, unlike the likes of uh, Greg Marju or even a Valentine Holmes, a, a Ruben Garrick, um, who you could get at around a similar price. They don't need tries to manage to score a 50 or a 60 even. Uh, Maker Sevo scores without tries this year a 30, a 19, 40, and 35. So, look, he could he probably comes out and scores a double this week against the Cowboys. I don't think that's the point. Um, I'd almost be more inclined, if you go and look at the Panthers' run after this week... Um, go get a dual position Panther, or at least if you're not holding Sunia Tariva, I think it's almost time to get him back in. Um, I'd be very keen to, to go down the Panthers route soon. They have great buy coverage um, throughout that origin window of rounds 14 to 18 inclusive. So definitely um, the Panthers, uh, I'd be looking in that direction. But if your gut is telling you to trade Walsh to Sevo, Alex, um, you know that I wouldn't say no to that. Okay, let's get into the next topic here, or the topics. We'll bundle a couple together, some pods, uh, pod plays this week and beyond, and also some general trade advice, and we may be a little bit quicker here. Uh, Hacho21 says, is Toa Fofoa Sipley a good option? No, just not for mine. Looked at his scores, um, hasn't been amazing. Yes, there are some issues there at Manly around forward depth and the stocks there with particularly Gerbo injured as well. Simply getting the start this week. Um, I can't imagine, just looking at this Manly bench, they have uh, Christian Tuipalotu there, uh, Carl Lawton, who I think he's even injured himself. Uh, double check that with the NRL physio. Then they have Bullymore, Condon. Okay, so there's only probably two genuine middle options there on the bench. Dean Madison named jersey number 20. Maybe he could make an NRL debut. Simply a good option, potentially. Um, I, I said no just a moment ago, but as I sort of look here deeper at this manly uh, forward stocks, it's it's pretty grim at the moment up there. Uh, I wanna, I'd want i probably be more inclined to go towards uh, Samuel Afainu. Um, bottom priced front row forward option. And playing on an edge this week. So 
looking at that bench, like I say, there probably could be minutes there on offer for Finu over Sipley. So that's the way I'd be going if you are looking at a Manly player. Uh, next questions here, set of questions, and it's probably the question of the week, is how many players do we need in round 13, 16, 19? Um, P, uh, what's this here? P- Pevlian Dope. Sorry, I've got that horribly wrong. It says, full complement of 13, a must? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. It also depends on what you're playing this week. If it's head-to-head, um, that's, I know most leagues don't, but some leagues may play round 13 head-to-head. I'm not sure how that's set up. I, I generally only focus on uh, the overall side of the game. So that's why, for me, I, I lean into that decision of, yes, I think you do need the full complement of 13 players this week. Uh, on the back of that, though, some questions here around how are we getting to 13, and if we can't get to 13, then then what are we doing about that? Um, Morgan Mayo says here, would you use a boost to make it so you have 12 players in round 13? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. So I'm looking at that now, and I'm taking that there's nine players currently at your disposal. I don't know if I'd be boosting because you got to look at it as well. Like, who are the players you're getting in? If you're if you're getting in someone like a Sean Johnson, Tohu Harris, people with more value, uh, Damian Cook now even that that my eyes have been open there. People with more value beyond just round thirteen, then okay, maybe there's there's more upside there. But I wouldn't be boosting for guys like Hopgood, Garrick, uh, Ponga even. Uh, no, I just I just couldn't do it because um, for most cases there, they're not going to be there next week, um, be it buys or potentially into an Origin squad in a couple of weeks' time. So I wouldn't be boosting to get to 12 players. Uh, on saying that, though, a similar question here from Aaron Smith. Is 12 players okay or boost to get to 13? I think if you're at that level, if you already have 12 after two trades, then maybe you start to think about... Uh, quality rather than quantity and I'll pick that point back up when I do reveal my team here uh, later in the episode there's some players that that get me to 13 this week that could score a 5 you know so um, I'm telling people I've got 13 players this week but in in reality I probably only have 8 to 9 good ones and then 2 or 3 on top of that three or four on top of that to top me up to get to 12 or 13. So is 12 okay? Yeah, I I think it is. Um, At the, I will preface that by saying, if it stops you from boosting, then don't. Like, don't feel obliged to get to 13 if it costs you a boost, I think is how I'll just sum up those couple of questions there. Uh, D Russ says here, two to three trades to get up to 14 or 15 players this week. Uh, no. Because at the end of the day, you only need 13. So, like, I come back to that point there. It, it somewhat depends on which players that you are looking at at getting in to be number 14, to be number 15. Like, for example, um, if I hadn't already got Valence to Fade a couple of weeks ago, after his 90-odd against the Sharks... Would I be boosting to get Valence Tafare in this week just because he's one game closer to making some cash and he's playing this week, albeit named in Jersey 17? No. 
I'm not boosting to get that sort of player. If it means I can flip some cash and, and maybe move a Nico Hines, um, if you are thinking of selling Nico or a Cleary, uh, or even potentially shift a, a Phoenix Crossland or a Cody Nicarima, players who are playing but to better options like Cody Walker, would you use two, two or three trades to get up to 14 or 15 players? I don't know. I, I just lean towards no. That's because I've already gone very heavy myself on trades to this point. So I'd love to be able to sit down and, and look at your team and make an informed decision, but my heart, my gut tells me no. I think if you can use one trade in that instance, just going off your maths here, one trade to get to 13 players, that's probably a good result. Two trades to get to 14, and you know most of those players are going to be there in round 14 and beyond, then that's probably a great result. I wouldn't be boosting, or most certainly wouldn't be doing three trades to get to 15 just for the sake of having some extra numbers there. Uh, Hack Houston, I'm guessing this is a Jack Houston, says Hines to Sean Johnson and Izzy Katoa to Cody Walker. Uh, yeah, I, I think I can make sense of both of those moves there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Hines, selling Nico Hines, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because <clears throat> his minutes, if he doesn't play many minutes in origin, then I think he does back up round 14. So, and I certainly think looking at Cleary's origin history and his, his prevalence to back up after game one, I think he will be there round 14 against the Dragons. So I'd be more inclined to sell Nico. Maybe as counterintuitive as that is, but I'd be more inclined to sell Nico than Cleary, even though Cleary's going to play more minutes in Origin, most certainly. So Hines, round 14, quick backup potentially against the Broncos. Round 15, then I th I'm pretty sure it's away to Melbourne. Round 16, Sharks have a bye. No, Sharks play, but he would be on the bye due to origin, assuming he holds his jersey there at 14. So, Hines to SJ. If you can make this decision next week, I don't think it's imperative to have Sean Johnson this week. I'm, I won't lie, I looked at him as well. I think he's a great option to have. Is he a must this week? Absolutely not. So, if you can hold this trade over till next week, when you can see for certain that both Hines and Cleary won't be there, on a week where you need a halfback, or else you're getting an AE, I think you hold the halfback trade over till next week. If you're selling Izzy Katoa to Cody Walker, or you're needing Hines to fund that move, which I'm thinking you would, that's a tricky one, because then that, that changes my answer somewhat. Do you Is Cody Walker a must this week? Well, well I'm, I'll give you a spoiler now. No, I, I don't have him this week. Would I love to? Yes. It's just the way that I've I've moved in recent weeks. Sold Cody to get to Dylan Brown, which meant I could keep Cleary and Hines. So, geez, that, that is tough. If you can fund Cody Walker and, and Izzy Katoa in another way, that would be my advice there to you, Jack. Okay, Riley Milton, four. Uh, Preston to Hopgood or Marnie to JMK. I'd be certainly leaning towards the Marnie out move to JMK. Just because the Dolphins obviously had a buy in the last couple of weeks, I think they may have they play they play round nineteen. 
bear with me. I'm going to check this. But of those two trades there, Preston to Hopgood or Marnie to JMK, I'd be more inclined to move Marnie on. I, I don't know what Marnie's scores have been. I haven't kept a, a close watch on Marnie uh, to this point of the season because I have held Grant and Robson. So, um, But I think I saw last week he had a, a pretty rough score of sub-20, potentially. Dolphins have a buy around 16. So consider that. Who is your hooker round 16? But um, because Marnie does play round 16. Hopgood, I think, would I go to Hopgood this week? Uh, a couple of other questions in the DMs about is Hopgood a must? Jeez. Um, no, not a must. He's definitely going to score you 70 to 80 points this week if you're holding him. Uh, is he a must? He's probably on the cusp of origin as well. Now, this was also from uh, Riley Milton. So forgive me, Riley, for um, for, for not uh, joining those two dots there. He's going to he's gonna score points, Hopgood. But much like the chat pre-round pre, um, 12, when there was chat around Horsburgh coming into the fold or potentially Hopgood, and, and we've seen already Kurt Capewell be um, an, an omission from Billy Slater. So he's shown that he's not scared to make changes, Billy. Hopgood, Horsburgh, these two could come into the origin fold. Eels on the bye next week as well. I would not be going to Hopgood this week. But again, I could be selfish in saying that because I've already got him. Um, I don't think he'll burn you this week. I don't think he's a, a three-figure sort of player this week, Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, some other ones here from uh, BJ Austin saying, would we sell Marnie or Grant for Cook? Or look another uh, direction like JMK or Robson? Like we sort of said at the top here, Cook a very popular trading target this week. I'd probably be selling Grant. I know it hurts me to say it, but he just hasn't been performing anywhere near his Supercoach best in recent weeks. Um, Marnie, I'm not a really a, a big fan of Marnie for reasons I've just said in the in the previous question of Riley's, but um, I'd be more inclined maybe to sell Grant just because you're going to get that round 16 buy coverage from Marnie and uh, Grant won't be there. He's going to be playing Origin. Will he back up? Won't he back up? Will his minutes be reduced? Will Tyron Wishart come into dummy half? Like These are just questions which I, I don't know the answer to at this point. So um, Cook looks a good option. I've already got Robson, which I'm very happy uh, about and also happy about that um, potentially because the Cowboys are playing this week. But Blake Braley has been called into the Origin squad as, as backup to Appy Coruscant, or just as those sort of extended uh, squad members over Robson. So I don't know if that's the pecking order, if it goes Appy, Cook, Braley, or if it's Appy, Cook, Robson in the Freddie hierarchy there. But uh, Robson looks to be uh, a great option there around... Uh, round 15 aside, they had to buy the Cowboys. So uh, make up your mind there. Austin Brand says, sell Hosking or Preston coming into these buy rounds. Uh, if you haven't already sold Hosking, I'd probably hold him just for that buy coverage round 14 to 18. Uh, the Panthers are actually someone and a team uh, that I'd be looking at trading in rather than out in that period. Preston... He's an easy sell this week. I think you know what you're getting from Preston. I think he's had a couple of try-scoring performances this year, but for the most part, he's 
a, a solid 60 point per game edge back rower but if you can turn that into a Tohu Harris this week or even via Jules uh, an AFB or a Tarpane or whatever it may be or a good center wing option again via a Jules then I'd probably be again leaning towards selling Preston uh, over Hosking I think Hosking can get somewhere back to near that 65, 70 point per game player in the weeks to come. And not Howie asks, is Cody Nikarima a good pod? He's named at fullback this week, which is which is very interesting. Uh, I tossed up between Nikarima and Crossland probably about five weeks ago. And gee, I, I flipped ahead when I should have been betting on tails because um, Crossland has done a job. He's been good. But Nikarim has made a stack of cash. I think he's got a negative break-even or, or at least a, a single-digit break-even this week. Uh, playing fullback position where he's you wouldn't generally associate him playing, but two games uh, at fullback last year. Uh, he averaged 50 in those two games. He did have the goal-kicking in those two games, though. So just be mindful of that. I wouldn't be shocked in, in the slightest if we see some changes here in this back line. Like we said, Valence Tafade named uh, on the bench for the Dolphins this week, which very easily could turn into uh, Nikarima going back into the halves, uh, Valence Tafade off the bench and potentially pushing uh, Asako to fullback and, and, I don't know, a Brinko Lee to a wing or, or something of that type. I just, at fullback, it's the only thing which is stopping me from saying yes to that question. Um, on Nikarima, I've loved what he's been doing for the Dolphins at 5'8 in the last month and a half or, or however long it's been since uh, Sean O'Sullivan uh, went down as well. So uh, he's doing good things, Nikarima, a good pod. Where would you play him? Probably be more inclined to play him at hooker than 5'8 just because I think there's good buy coverage and, and better options there at 5'8 around uh, both Cody Walker and Dylan Brown. If you can get to both of those two, I'd rather that at 5'8 than Nikarima. Uh, the Life of Chad says here, who out of Hines and Cleary are you selling and why? I'll give you a clue. Actually, I can't give you a clue. None of them. I'm not selling either. I may sell one next week, um, pending on who backs up or who doesn't back up. Why am I not selling them? Because if they're both there around 14 you're going to want them both. And that's just the reality of Supercoach. Um, I think Cleary is, is going to back up, barring injury. You look at his origin uh, history and backing up after origins, particularly in, in the last three or four years. Always seems to play after game one. They do generally give him a rest games two, game three, those sort of backup games. Um, interestingly, though... Jack Cogger not playing New South Wales Cup this week. So just another thing to consider there, but I'm not selling either. Jamie24, Sydney FC says, burning a boost to trade out Nico or Cleary. And obviously funding other moves with their uh, large sums of cash. Would I do it? I wouldn't personally, but I can see why you would. If I had to get rid of one of the two, I'd be getting rid of Nico. I think. I think I'd be getting rid of Nico. Yeah, I probably would. 
Okay. Uh, Mattis Chanky says, is Dom Young going to fire this week? I had a, thought, a think about this, and I didn't put too much statistical thought behind it. But my gut feel said, yeah, probably, because I don't own him. I've got Marju and Miller, um, and I don't have Ponga, but it's probably Ponga and Young who go huge this week, and Miller and Marju who flop. Just, I don't know, glass half full sort of stuff from me there, but Dom Young... Don't think he scored last week. Probably due for a couple of tries anyway. Um, Dom Young. Okay, so that is, uh, covering off on that, that is the trade advice or pod-specific questions. And obviously that all leads into this, uh, be it the captains. A couple of captains questions here. Captains he picked from Corey Grief, as well as Dean Field says, with Nico Hines out, who are the best caption captain options Garrick or Cody Walker for those watching on the YouTube uh, I'm going to transition this into my team for this week or at least my best 13 you'll see my captain options there I'm going with Ruben Garrick Sunday afternoon footy late in the week and I'm actually trading Ruben in this week from Valentine Holmes I'm going to Ruben Garrick probably two weeks later than I should have but I think I want to be with Garrick and he is a season long keeper uh, after this week, so happy to get him back this week rather than never. But my vice captain, I'm going early in the week. I'm going Jermaine Asako, um, just because he does have that hundred in him. Um, given that they are playing the Dragons without Ben Hunt, um, they're at their spiritual home in Redcliffe, who or where I think they played two games this year. Both have been rain affected from memory. So if they can get a good deck up there, I think. Um, the Dolphins, look, they're obviously without Hammer, which could impact Asako, but the goal-kicking option, scoring tries at will, got a double last week against the Storm, so I think he's a great VC play early in the week. Ruben Garrick, my captain. There's some great options there this week, though. Cody Walker, Dylan Brown, um, just looking at who else I've got here. Some safer plays around Hopgood. Uh, Tohu Harris potentially a vice captain option as well uh, before a Garrick so there's some options there so let's go through my best 13 now all of that considered um, again I've only got the 13 players this week and like I sort of said if you only have 12 think about the quality of those 12 rather than the quantity um, and others just making up numbers to get you to 13 so I will start from the back, or at least working um, from the back. Lachlan Miller, case in point, he is just a number this week, as it stands, coming off the bench. But he's a number nonetheless. Lachlan Miller, uh, Greg Marju, Valence Tafade, again. So Miller and Valence, uh, it's probably two players I'm talking more there, uh, making up a number to get me to 13, rather than me expecting any uh, decent scores. Ruben Garrick, Jermaine Asako, Dylan Brown, uh, Reese Robson, uh, Tohu Harris, uh, Jermaine Hopgood, Josh Schuster, uh, Joey Tarpanay, Phoenix Crossland, and Connolly Lemu Elu. So I think I've used two trades to get to that point. Could I be talked into selling Harry Grant to Damian Cook? Probably. Probably I could. The more I think about it, the more I think that's a good move. But as it is out on your screens at the moment, that leaves me with 21 trades and one trade boost remaining. 
uh, and a remaining salary of just 7,600. So I am playing it quite tight, tight rather, um, which as the weeks go on, it makes me think that I haven't left uh, enough cheapies there just gaining cash. I sold Warbrick early. I probably went early on Khan Pereira as well. Taruva, I went at, a, at what I thought was the right time, but now he's starting to come good and, and almost at that point where I'm looking at buying him back. So, uh, not that I'd trade my team to this point. Um, so, my overall score, 14,052. That's a top 1% score. Score last week only of uh, 1165, so that was a top 38%. So, sort of middle of the road type stuff there. Um, average score of 11.71. So, look, pretty happy with where I am um, at this point last week aside. I think I dropped a 1,000 ranks last week. I was top 600 at one point, but not to uh, dwell too much on that. I think 13 players this week, potentially 14 if I am to sell Grant to uh, Damian Cook. So my non-playing players here, Hamaso Tabuai Fido. Billy Smith, Joey Manu, uh, Ronaldo Molotalo, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines. Um, as I read this, it's, it's a little bit small. We'll keep going, though. Uh, who have I got there? Braden Williami, Franklin Pele, Davey Moali. There's one more there I'm missing. Uh, anyway, you get the idea. Harry Grant, also non-playing uh, reserve at this point. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of where I am heading into round 13. Whew, big episode, 45 minutes, just uh, one out here tonight. Uh, like we say, we will get back into some normal transmission next week. That'll be Origin Eve, so we will sneak a podcast in before Origin. Probably talking a bit of Origin, but then also uh, wrapping up round 13, just gone. Big thank you to everyone who sent in a question tonight and as you always do uh, we're only as good as our listeners so uh, big thanks to everyone and hopefully over the last 47 minutes or so uh, we've been able to impart some advice i don't know about wisdom but certainly some advice and maybe some some trigger some thought points heading into round 13 supercoach 365 the podcast uh subscribe uh, thumbs up, follow wherever you get your podcasts, as well as right across the socials at Supercoach365. We will post our final teams heading into round 13 on our Instagram, one hour before lockout on Thursday night. So that's where you'll get us. Good luck with your team this week. Chat to you next week. <laughs>